0: boost conversion at an average order value. With free bold apps for 14 days, there's no excuse not to try and boost your sales this year. To get this special offer, go to boldcommerce.com slash Kurt. That's boldcommerce.com slash K-U-R-T. Accidents happen. Maybe you installed an app and it messed up your theme or a store collaborator deleted product images by mistake. Common myth, Shopify is a backup that you can use when something goes wrong with your store. Untrue, they don't, myth busted. So what do you do instead? You use Rewind to equip your Shopify store with automated backups. Rewind should be the first app you install to protect your store against human error, misbehaving apps, or collaborators gone bad. It's like having your very own magic undo button. Trusted by over 100,000 businesses, from side hustles to the biggest online retailers like NYX and Movement Watches, it's even a Shopify Plus certified app. Best of all, respond to any of their welcome emails and mention the unofficial Shopify podcast to get your first month absolutely free. Enjoy peace of mind with Rewind backups. Find it in the Shopify app store or visit rewind.com. Today on the Unofficial Shopify Podcast, we are going to discuss another entrepreneurial journey. However, this is what is interesting because it started with all of 20 bucks. It was a group of students in college who managed to start this as a class project, and it has grown into a website, a store, a brand so cool that I had, un- before this interview was even booked, even considered, I had already bookmarked this site as one of my favorites, as design inspiration, because I was like, this is so cool. And, you know, it's opinionated, it speaks to me, it's not for everybody, but I loved it. And so today, we're talking to Braxton Manley of Braxley Bands, Braxley Bands uh, being Apple watch straps that are just some of the coolest, but then presented just in a really phenomenal website combined with, ah, I'm gushing. (laughs) I'm gushing because I love this so much. So I'm joined by Mr. Braxton Manley, founder of Braxley Bands, a lifestyle brand combining style and function to make insanely comfortable Apple Watch Bands, which began as a class project in 2016 and has since gotten out of hand and onto over 200,000 wrists. I like that. I'm your host, Kurt Elster. Tech nasty. Braxton, thank you for joining Kurt,
1: us. Kurt, thank you so much for having me on. I have been a longtime fan of this show and... Honestly, uh, it feels surreal to be talking to you right now.
0: So I'm I'm honored. It's that's fun. That's really cool. The uh, Chris Mead from Crossnet uh, last month's interview. He said a similar thing. Yeah. So it's fun to be able to to have things come full circle like that. Um, but all right, Braxley bands. It's Apple Watch straps. But in your words, what is it?
1: Well, they're the most comfortable Apple Watch bands in the world, and basically. What I think it does is it changes the dynamic of the Apple Watch because it becomes a fashion accessory and it becomes something that you can use to express yourself more than the bands that, especially were on the market when we first started. Uh, it's it's a tool that you know we're using to inspire. So some of the some of the new designs we have have like affirmational messages on them. Like this one I'm holding says "Live the dream." So when you wear something on your wrist that says "Live the dream," or another one we have is "Be good." it's a mantra. And I think that the impact at scale of people wearing something on their wrist that says, be good, uh, is profound.
0: No, absolutely. This started five years ago, right? 2016? That's right. Yeah. I was at- uh... Six years ago. So yeah. Well,
1: it was a class project six years ago at Texas Tech. There was a weekend entrepreneurial workshop that I signed up for last minute. And then five years ago, as a junior, I decided to take it fully seriously. And, and I realized as I was approaching job fairs and people trying to get internships and look for, you know, these entry level positions, I was like, I don't want any of this. I have to work for myself. I have to figure out what to do. Like, there's something about these Apple Watch bands that I think is realistic. So I teamed up with my best friend Grant and we got to work together.
0: I think what's interesting about is if you had started this in 2016 and then picked it back up again later, by that point, how long had the Apple Watch been out?
1: It was the Generation 1, so it, it basically was less than a year old. So it was very fresh. Okay,
0: so you started started early on with this, same year that the Apple Watch had launched.
1: Yeah, so back then especially, there was not much variety when it came to the bands. You had the plastic silicone one, and there was a metal one, but there was definitely nothing colorful or anything that I thought was comfortable.
0: I, I think that's that's one of the issues... With the, the smartwatch as fashion accessory, so I've I've owned two or three smartwatches, and I never wore them. I didn't. I just really, and when I did wear them, I I didn't feel amazing about it. But I I ended up. It's really the watch I wear all the time are the, these cheap Casios, and I do it because it it feels like me. Like it is a fashion accessory. It it speaks to me. I like it, and that re- that feels to me like the pain. Or problem that Braxley Bands solves it take, takes takes you know, an Apple a smartwatch an Apple Watch really very practical uh, nice product and then solves this other problem for it for people you know who are uh, into to the watch as a, a fashion accessory like me.
1: Yeah, well said. Thanks. We 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 like to say also we combine like a little bit of nostalgia to this cutting edge modern design that is the Apple Watch. So that's why our website our packaging our overall theme of our brand reflects something that's very nostalgic, almost of a previous era Apple.
0: So I like that idea that it's, it's hearkening back to when Apple was, was more colorful and less uh, modernist and minimalist. You know, I want, I want the, the colorful Apple logo, the rainbow Apple logo back, but tell <laughs> me of, of all the ideas of the things you could jump on. How did you get started with this? Says. So, Tell me about this, this class project.
1: Yeah. So basically, it was this thing called Three Day Startup uh, that my university put on, and there was probably about 40 kids. We all pitched a startup idea, and mine at the time was just cool Apple Watch bands. Uh, I got enough kids to be interested. They ended up picking, I think, six groups. So the entire you know group of people that were involved, they, they selected who to work with. Mine luckily got chosen and we at first were just doing really unique designs with the Apple Watch and realized that we could make them by hand. So we were actually immediately started making Apple Watch bands by hand and we got some of those, the hardware pieces, the metal pieces off eBay. And then I had a big epiphany about a year later, actually, on what I really wanted to make it out of, which was a sock. So I started cutting out my crew socks (laughs) and stitching that onto bands and I realized it was super comfortable because it was stretchy and soft and just kind of like, it felt like it made the watch disappear on your wrist. So we refined it a little bit and landed on this material that we use now, which we've trademarked as Relastic and it's made from recycled water bottles and single-use plastics.
0: Oh, cool. Okay. So originally you have to prototype the idea and one of the issues, smartwatches don't they all seem to use proprietary connectors, whereas like every other watch, it's just the spring the spring pins um, that are a a real pain to put on. And mm-hmm. so Apple being Apple said, we'll solve this. And they invented this like entirely new little machine connector that goes together and uses very tiny, fitty, fiddly little hex head screws. And so you got a package of those and then start putting straps on that. I assume probably like existing straps or modified straps and then started using... Um, cutting up socks, which I think is brilliant because <laughs> you have it. And socks are comfortable. Like if you had an uncomfortable sock, you'd know it immediately. Right. So, and they're they're stretchy. That's actually very clever. Thank you, Kurt. So um, we ta- all right. Yeah. So we prototyped the thing out of a sock. Where do you go from there?
1: From there, we basically went to craft stores to try and find stretchy fabrics. We found, I think, our first fabric off some random website that was selling... Basically, it's it's webbing. It's uh, you know, that, that's that's kind of the term for it. With this material, we we found a a webbing company that was basically making this material for random products, but definitely nothing watch band related. Usually it's found on things like boxers and backpack straps, things of that nature. And so we started working with them with the designs that they had, and then eventually were able to build up enough of a minimum order quantity to start doing our own custom designs. We started working with artists and coming out with stuff on a pretty regular basis. That was, that was very unique and stuff nobody had really ever seen before on a watch band.
0: So how are you doing the, the initial manufacturing? Cause I find that that's really, that's the big hurdle. Like first the idea and then, all right, build the prototype and then step three, ah, manufacturing. And this is, I think where a lot of people get tripped up.
1: Yeah. So I think what's unique to our story is that we were manufacturing them ourselves completely. Aside from the, well, I I should say, aside from the hardware piece and actually sourcing the fabric, we were assembling it, packaging it, fulfilling it, doing everything ourselves in-house. So we didn't have to find a real manufacturer. We just sourced the raw materials and put it all together ourselves. So my friend Grant He had actually taken a sewing class in high school as like a total blow off class and ended up being the best class he probably ever took because he was able to really dial in his skills on the sewing machine. And we had a process down where we could basically produce about three or four bands every 10 minutes, I think was was our goal. And that led to us being able to really scale it in-house for a long time off of basically no budget. So that that first $20 mm. basically went to a little piece of hardware and some elastic and we got
0: to work on it. So truly bootstrapped, but I think I love the the idea of taking a sewing class and then it ultimately leads to this uh, quite impressive business because sewing, when you think of, like when we think of rapid prototyping, we think of stuff like 3D printers and and CNC machining. And the reality is so a sewing machine is a form of rapid prototyping. or if you could sew, I mean that is essential it, it's a superpower, right? Those I was just thinking the other day like those uh, classes like um, uh, wood shop and in middle school, I got to do a plastics class and you know, sewing these are all kinds of fabrication. and That's what you need to oftentimes to be able to create a physical good, at least like the first generation of it before you're able to outsource manufacturing. At any point, do you outsource manufacturing or do you still have some guy chained up in your garage with a sewing (laughs) machine? We
1: have since outsourced manufacturing. Um, That was something we really just couldn't keep up with. I remember our first Black Friday, Cyber Monday, we were home on break. We, We were making these things to order. so. We were home and trying to enjoy our break, but also we started be- to get really stressed at how many orders were coming in and being like, "Oh my gosh, it's finals, and we have to figure out how to make this many bands." Like it was, it was oh, completely you were still overwhelming. In school? Oh yeah, we were we were juniors, our when we first started, and then uh, and then finished graduating. And our, what was real, was really awesome about our university too is they actually really supported us because it did come from that entrepreneurship workshop. Um, we had office space, we had access to all kinds of prototyping tools, and it was really special.
0: That's fantastic. Oh, I love I love colleges that embrace uh, entrepreneurship as a path, because it can't, you know, there needs to be options beyond just like, all right, we're going to prepare you for join an entry-level position in a cubicle. And it just isn't, that's fine. It's just not necessarily for everybody. Um, hmm. Oh, I love right. it. And so at the point where you you start to get stressed out, that's when you knew, all right, we have to outsource manufacturing. Uh, did you outsource uh, shipping to like a 3PL or warehouse?
1: Yeah, that came last. So at first, we actually were trying, we went to like the local alteration stores at the mall and talked to some of the ladies there that were uh, hemming pants and such. And we're like, can you just stitch these for us? And so that was actually the first place <laughs> we went. And that lasted a what little while. What did they say? They were, they were down, but it was really expensive and ultimately it just didn't work. The quality wasn't quite right because um, you have to get really careful with the size because you know th- there's such a small difference between a small and a large and you can really feel it when it's on your wrist because it is stretchy. So you want the tense, tensile strength to be perfect and it, you want it to feel secure, but not suffocating. So we have to get really dialed in with the exact length of each band. So that, anyway, that was the first thing we did was the mall seamstress route. And then we actually outsourced to my hometown of Austin to a, a local place here. And then when they couldn't keep up, we went to China and that's where we currently are.
0: And so th- things, it sounds like things grew pretty quickly How, and you were able to scale uh, through, through outsourcing. How did you get the mm. first sales? Where do these people come from? Because after, like, all right, we got the idea, the prototype, manufacturing it, scaling. But the other hard part is, who's going to buy it? You know, I I have to find my audience. I have to be able to acquire them profitably.
1: Yeah, I think the the way it really first kicked off was word of mouth around campus. You know, a lot of kids had Apple Watches. uh, I went to a pretty big school, it was Texas Tech, and we would hang out outside the student union building and just tell people, What we had, you know, we would see people with Apple watches and and give them little cards and say, hey, check out our website. You know, we're making these here on campus. And it just kind of spread the the student newspaper wrote about us. And I think we then just got really good at like really, really passionate and then became uh, increasingly skillful at e-commerce strategy and running ads back when you could kind of still throw stuff on Instagram and it would just automatically print profit. Um, That's true. So, you
0: did have, you were lucky in that at the time, you could just jump, Instagram was still relatively new. And like story ads and stories were a really new thing. So you could, it was still a, a fairly blue ocean there. Um, yeah. certainly, without a doubt, it, it's harder today to jump into yeah. PPC ads.
1: Yeah, th- right now we're almost all on TikTok, all of our ad spend. Uh, I think we're about 90% TikTok, 10% still just trying some things on Facebook and Instagram, some Snapchat, some Google. But TikTok is everything for us right now. And then we're just trying to use Instagram more so now as an organic tool. So we do giveaways there. We like try to do stuff that isn't scalable, so to speak. Like We did a costume contest on Instagram where basically if you dressed up as a Braxley band and posted us on Instagram, we would... Either the the, the participant every participant would get a free watch pin and then the winner got a brand new Apple Watch. And we've been doing that for three years, and every year it does not disappoint. So I encourage everybody to go people check this out.
0: Do you get to dress up as a watch strap?
1: <laughs> I think this year, <laughs> I, I think. Well, I think so far through the years we've we've had about twenty people, and they go for it. There's some really funny ones. You'd be you'd be sh- shocked to see how creative people can get. <laughs> And this
0: is three years
1: straight of this. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so and that's the, one of the my little... It drives
0: awareness, obviously.
1: Yeah. And also what it really drives is, I think, um, it boosts morale for me and our team just because it reminds us not to take what we're doing so seriously and that it's if we can get people to, d- to dress up as our product for Halloween, we're doing something right.
0: How many... All right. So the, the first sales really word of mouth and uh, on a large campus. And then you start getting publicity. You get early on Instagram stories. And then now today it's um, TikTok, which makes sense given the, I'm guessing the the demographic lines up. And then we uh, Instagram stories, more organic content and audience community building or just entertaining yourself.
1: (laughs) Right. A mix of all those. Yeah. And then email and SMS is massive for us. So we are now doing a little over 40% of our revenue from those own channels.
0: Whoa. What do you use for email and SMS?
1: Klaviyo and Postscript and we work with an agency called
0: Fuelmade. I love I love Fuelmade and Carson and Fuelmade is a good guy. Which brings me to your website. Which of course is on Shopify. Tell me about tell me about this website and branding because straight up it is one of the best Shopify themes I've ever seen.
1: thank you yeah i i've always had this draw to this sort of 80s vibey aesthetic it like reminds me of like almost what the guys at uh, pool suite are doing as well and i just it it brings me to a certain place especially when it's uh, juxtaposed against an apple product of what apple's core ideals used to be as a a tool for creators and almost a counter cultural element and so I wanted to evoke that in our store and make it feel very airy and poppy like it's it's uh it's something you won't forget I see a lot of like this like super minimalist stuff when it comes to watches especially minimalist minimalist modern and I wanted to do the opposite of that
0: the yeah I love that the the vapor wave synth wave aesthetic—it's glorious, and it's sort of like you know in the '90s there was a, a throwback to a lot of um, like late '60s, early '70s uh, fashion and design, and then in the 2000s we saw going back to the '50s and mid-century modern, and now we're looking at uh, '80s and early '90s stuff, and really loving it. Like okay? certainly i'm sure people have noticed the updated episode art we use for this show so like part of it is that i love the aesthetic we're both into the this same look that's very cool how can you increase your shopify sales by 10 to 15 percent overnight this is not mission difficult mr hunt it's mission impossible don't worry tom cruise this mission isn't impossible just use Zipify one-click upsell. Got mobile-optimized offer pages that drive sky-high conversions, plus built-in split testing for maximizing your results. It's no wonder one-click upsell has made its users an extra $162 million in sales. And it only takes a few minutes to install the app, launch your first upsell, and start generating 10 to 15% more revenue overnight. To start your free 30-day trial, go to Zipify.com Kurt, That's Z-I-P-I-F-Y dot com slash Kurt, K-U-R-T. And to get an unadvertised gift, email help at Zipify.com and ask for the Tech Nasty bonus. Tech Nasty. So how many, a lot of the products follow that look. So it like frames really nicely on the site. Uh, How many products do you have total here? I'm scrolling through collections.
1: It changes every day. Um, Not actually every day, but some we'll sell out and then we take it off the site and then we ultimately determine if we want to restock it. But each band that we release is intended to be limited edition. And once it's gone, it's gone. Some like the, the plain black one is one that will constantly restock. But yeah, I mean, I think over the years we've probably released over 50, 60
0: different designs. Whoa. Okay. And let's see what we got here. I'm scrolling through the site. In the collection page, you do something very clever. So you could filter it so I could get like, all right, I get the right watch size and the right band size and then only show me limited edition, which I like. And then you do something I've not seen in a collection page before. You have the size guide in the collection page. It says, get the right fit, view our size guide. Did you do this preemptively or were you finding you had a lot of like returns and exchanges with people missizing?
1: Yeah. I mean, honestly, one of our biggest challenges is the exchange rate and getting people's sizes exactly right. Uh, It's complicated because risks actually swell and I guess change their circumference over the course of the day and how hydrated someone is. So realizing like all these different ways we can cut back on the exchange rate and ultimately make our customers have a better experience. uh, We don't actually tell people on there to you know, drink water, or not drink water before they try on their band or whatever. But, but getting really clear on the measurement of, of the wrist is, is key. And uh, I think the, the more places we can put that, the better. Um, and then also because of the filter and because so many sell out of stock, we want them to be able to filter it on the collection page, if that makes sense. So they can only see the ones that are in stock for their wrist size.
0: Oh, that's smart, too. Yeah, because it's frustrating if I see something that, like, naturally, the one that's out of stock for me will become the one that I want. It's just human nature. So having (laughs) option one, and you don't force it, but it's clear, like, this is the thing to do. Um, You know, selecting, just show me what I could buy, essentially, is what's going on here. And so it helps to limit uh, analysis paralysis and uh, FOMO. The other really clever thing on this collection page, so again, this is, like, just grade A, A+, plus. Uh, collection page design here is throughout the page. You have customer reviews stuck in part as the part of the collection grid, and they go like double wide. So let's say the collection grid is four across. Every other row, there's a two wide section um, with a uh, like a great action shot, and then it'll say like five stars, best 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 ever. Five stars, throat in the wash. Five stars, insanely comfy. Five stars, so many compliments. Uh, easy to clean, a life changer. Love this band. My travel. I don't even have an Apple watch and I'm ready to buy one of these. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. um, We started getting so many good reviews and I just felt like not enough people were really seeing them or we weren't... I I was trying to figure out a way to really showcase them in a quicker way to where it wasn't something you saw after the product. It was like right away, I think it piques interest because somebody review something saying it's a life changer, then you're really curious about what's going on. The price may not be uh, seen in the same way or all these different other factors or walls that maybe customers feel when deciding if they want to purchase something or not.
0: There's, and you said the price. So you've really kind of flipped things on their head. When I land on the homepage, the headline is a customer quote, the most comfy and cool Apple watch band ever. Like and then you have a great headline like sweatpants for your wrist, and then you scroll down. And, uh, well, one band sold equals one fruit tree planted, and then that's it. Really, it's just like pick pick a band. I get, but there's no prices yet. I get mm-hmm. to the collection page. It's the products. It's the filtering. It's the size guide. It's these uh, customer reviews. No pricing yet. And then finally, when I head to a product page, and again it continues. It's got this this lovely design. Um, really really opinionated, hyper-styled, then it shows me the price. I think that's really smart. You wait, because it's not an expensive item. It just isn't. So I, I'm i less concerned about the price up front. At no point, if I own the Apple Watch, at no point am I going to suspect that this strap is in somehow, some way unaffordable. So we don't even show them the price until the product detail page.
1: That's right. Yeah, that's the Yeah, I the talked through it. I don't know what logic. the question was. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> that... That was the logic. You nailed it. That was, that's our logic. And, uh, you know, trying to come off as a premium product. So, you know, I don't think premium products, people need to, we're not, we're not trying to be a race to the bottom, uh, in terms of price. And you can go on Amazon and get knockoffs of our stuff for like, I mean, you know, way less, right. But we're not competing on price. So it's not something that we try to over elaborate
0: on. And I like this. Once I add an item to cart, there's a drawer cart that pops open and the checkout's got this really cool the checkout button has this amazing CSS animation on hover which I really like. But it says a moment after it loads it says your order is now carbon neutral powered by EcoCart. Uh what talk to me about why you have uh sustainability as one of your clear focuses here.
1: Yeah, I mean ultimately that just stems from my own personal desire to build something impactful and something that I feel good about doing, you know, I've, I've learned a lot about uh, fashion industry and how polluting it can be. And uh, plastic pollution in general is something that I'm really uh, worried about in the world. And so I early on was trying to figure out how, okay, cool, we have a great product. Now, how can I use this to be a force for good and something that I feel fired up about Working for, because it's not about profit for me. It's about feeling like I am living my mission and what I'm doing matters. And so, we've taken all these little mini steps to to fully integrate that and to, to build on that. And yeah, one of those things we just added recently was the carbon neutral shipping with Ecocart, which is a really cool new app.
0: And the products themselves are they're made from um, recycled single-use plastics like water bottles. So you've got their woven polyester, which is very clever. Um, do you, so you said sustainability, it's important to you. And I, I'm, sustainability is important to me. Do you think sustainability is important to your customers? Do you think it helps you sell? Like if, I, 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 I don't know if I can, but I want to make the case for, if you're on the fence about this, it could be a way to help you sell more by committing genuinely to sustainability.
1: I think that it does matter. And, and there's also ways to do it strategically to feel more impactful to the customer. So like one thing we do is, you know, we, we plant a tree via Trees for the Future, which is an, or- an awesome organization that plants fruit trees. We plant a tree with every band we sell, so it feels very tangible to the customer. It's similar to what Toms and their movement they started, where you buy this product and you also have a direct impact. It's a it's a one to one thing, uh, and I think that is a lot more intriguing to customers than saying uh, a portion of proceeds may go to this. It's a uh, it's it's tangible and it's it's quantifiable.
0: Absolutely. Well, I hope I'm glad you do it. I'm glad these tools are out there and we're talking about it. I hope more people adopt it. I do. Um, Because I don't see a downside to more sustainable brands out there. I really don't. On your site, there's a couple of other really phenomenal conversion rate optimization, revenue optimization things I want to call out. One uh, is part of the product form and the drawer cart. It tells you your product ships today from Texas. What the, what, what, um, what objection are we trying to bust by telling people our, our product shipped today from Texas?
1: Well, we're trying to let people know, basically, I mean, I, I think this is a huge challenge with Shopify stores competing against Amazon, that we're trying to let people know that they're going to get this quickly and that it is stateside and that ultimately also that we're a small business. And so, you know, we're Texas based. This is going to ship from our home and you'll get it shipped out to you today. So you'll get it quickly.
0: So when we, it's four simple words, just ships today from Texas. There's a lot to unpack there. There's a lot of implied meaning there. And what's great about copywriting and especially micro copy, like a label like this, is sometimes less is more. And people fill in the details on their own with what they want to hear. And so ships today from Texas implies to me, I will get this quickly. I will get this in whatever timely manner I have in my head. And there's the implication that, okay, this, it's a, 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 in a small independent business.
1: Nailed it. And Texas people are so prideful. I think when people see that and they happen to be in Texas,
0: they're like, oh, sold. Or are from Texas, went to school in Texas. You're right. There is a, <laughs> an automatic kinship among Texans, <laughs> <Right>. I suppose. <laughs> Well, there's more here because, again, this is very brilliant. Across the top of the site, you know, most sites we say, we phrase free shipping as like free shipping on orders over X, where X is generally like, you know, 10 15% over average order value. And in your case, what you've got here, uh, you said free shipping on any two-plus bands. So it's saying, like you could have, assuming they're all similarly priced, you could have said... Oh, free shipping on X dollar value. Ah, but again, now we'd give away pricing. And right. so saying two plus free shipping on two plus bands. Hmm. And it's very easy to switch bands on an Apple Watch, right? So I've got like oh like they're and they're they're thirty something dollars a pop. All right, maybe I will instead of paying shipping, I'm just gonna buy two and then I could switch between them. I think that's very clever. Thank
1: you. Yeah, that's the that's the idea. And our lifetime value is is Quite large because people do come back for more, and they do realize, oh, this is like a collectible item. So we we see people buying two more often than they buy one now. Interesting.
0: All right, so that the, definitely the positioning and that that messaging uh, seem to be working for you. All right, the other the other other thing I want to call out here: navigation. Most people have these these huge messy menus. Yours, there's just four links: shop, stories, support. And trees for the future. So we just have these these four links. Really makes it much simpler for people to find what they're looking for. The R the shop page just drops me into this phenomenal collection grid. The R story page. Oh, it's actually good about us. Now, all right, you could improve this with a video. I'm just gonna right now a video on there would be sweet. I'm surprised we don't have one. However, it is still such a strong story page that opens with this. All started as a class project.
1: It's great. I love the idea of a video We're we're definitely like going to start investing in some more video content. And that's, that's a great idea. So thanks for that.
0: It's one of those things that like it, it feels intimidating, but once you do the first few, then you're like, okay, this isn't so bad. It's time consuming for sure. Um, but video is powerful. I like it a lot and it helps, helps connect people and communicate <sighs> on the site. All right. So I've gushed about this site. What don't you like about your site? Is there anything? Or you're like, this is perfect. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: I'll say this, we're, we're working on a, nu- a new product that is not an Apple Watch Band at all. And I feel like we've built the site to be so centered and strategically positioned around our Apple Watch Bands that releasing this new product is going to be really hard to figure out. And it may require us to do a ton of new development work that I I don't know. It's going to be really tricky because, you know, we, I, I want to release, I'll, I'll give a little Hint at what it is. It's a it's a shoulder bag that is uses our elastic. It can also be, it's modular, so it can also be worn as a belt, or the bag can be used on its own with a wristlet that is basically Braxley band material. Um so I'm really excited for the new products we're we're coming out with, but also it's going to change the dynamic of our site completely. And yeah, you know, I'm a little
0: I would a little stumped Fandy on
1: that. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah.
0: Um, hopefully 2022 right that is the site is so focused to one this this one product and like the product itself has a ton of variations but it's all still apple watch bands and so you do kind of box yourself into a corner by having this like hyper focused niche very optimized site but it performs doesn't it you've sold over 200,000 of these things
1: it definitely performs. So that's why I have definitely, definitely haven't been in any rush to come out with this. I'm taking my time with it. It's almost like a passion. It's been a passion project for the last year. And, you know, we'll figure it out. But yeah, ultimately, like the Apple Watch is only growing in market size. And, you know, a lot of people, it's funny, like so so many people I talk to don't really understand that this could be a full-time business. Hmm. And I, I, you know, it's I explained to them, the, yeah, it, like the, the Apple Watch is actually the uh, most popular watch in the world now.
0: It, yeah, it's been that way for a while. It'd be like mm. if you said I sell, you know, I'm I'm a phone case manufacturer. I sell phone cases. No one would question you on that. <laughs> right. But when you say well, I, I sell these these rather unique watch straps, they don't believe you that it could be a full time gig. You'd be surprised.
1: Yeah, it, but you know, I I actually feel I I, I love when people uh, are surprised by it because uh, it's kind of it's kind of fun. It certainly doesn't hurt
0: my ego in any way, that's for sure. Now, you have, you seem to have a unique uh, design philosophy when it comes to your products. Has their, their thought gone into it? Tell me about it.
1: Yeah, so this philosophy is something I really landed on with our spring collection this year called the Optimist Capsule. And, you know, I'm trying to search for meaning in what I'm doing, and, and you know, I, I, I used to have it be two things that I, that I uh, sort of learned as a design student uh, which was start with function and then style follows so function first style second and that was really the core of what we were trying to do with our bands and then i realized as i as i started to see these bands as a blank canvas that there could be a third element to that which is to inspire that's what i call like 3d design and if we can also inspire people with these bands, then we've hit a really sweet spot. So, you know, like I said, we have a band that says, be good. We have live the dream. We have feel peace. We have another one that says, know your power. And then on every band, we actually laser engrave on the hardware, live flexibly. So all these little mantras, I think, you know, are are very impactful and I think really differentiate us from any knockoffs
0: out there. Well, it's certainly, what helps is is I, well, devils in the details, but also you you thought it through and you you believe it, and that comes through. You can't like this wouldn't work without the authenticity. I think is the the important takeaway there. She's anything I missed? Anything else you you want to share with us?
1: Nothing comes to mind. You know, we're uh, we're deep in the holiday season right now. We have a, like this is kind of like the end of the marathon. I'm ready to take a vacation and to have a couple of days off, but it's been an amazing year and e-commerce is f- such a fun, rewarding industry to be in. And I, I love the direct consumer community and everybody's very supportive. And um, so I'm very grateful for for everybody out here in the community.
0: What are some of your, your favorite community resources? I know you're on Twitter.
1: Yeah, I'm not a big tweeter, but I go on there to learn a lot. And maybe that's something I'll challenge myself to do more in the future is to actually try and come up with some tweets but you know, yeah <laughs> Twitter's tough
0: because it's like it the, there's such pressure to fit something really pithy into 200 or so characters and right. i think it leads to a lot of like you know in intentionally outrageous hot takes at times i don't know i i also i spend too much time on twitter and so i have a I love-hate relationship with it <laughs> right. as a result <laughs> Um, yeah. But all right. So you have, you had mentioned use uh, the Clavio the and um, PostScript for SMS are a big deal for you. And so you have, you have a special offer for us. If they text you, what is it?
1: Ah, that's right. If you text Kurt to, well, let me actually pull up our shortcode. I don't remember it off the top of my head.
0: 85709.
1: 85709. You will get a special discount from us, uh, we're going to make it 20% through the holidays or I don't, when does this release?
0: Uh, well, it'll, this'll go live the first week of January. Oh, great.
1: Okay. Well, we will extend it well past the holidays. So, uh, just a way to, you know, kind of join our list and see what we're doing. Uh, it's really more than just a coupon. We're, we're doing a lot of fun stuff with our SMS strategy and trying to entertain first. So, uh, I hope y'all will follow along there for some inspiration.
0: Oh well, I'm signing up for your signing up right now. If that's the (laughs) case, that sounds pretty good. Uh, Yeah, there we go. I've signed up. Uh, Braxleybands.com. Check it out. Braxton Manley. Thank you so much for being here. This has been phenomenal. Um, I'm I'm feeling inspired, and certainly I love. Well, I I wish I owned an Apple Watch now. Maybe I gotta go buy one. Thank you again. Thank (sighs) you so much.
1: Thank you, Kurt. Really appreciate it.
0: Starting a business online has never been easier, but growing an e-commerce business is another story. With Privy, it's never been easier to grow your email and SMS lists, automate your email marketing, send on-brand newsletters and texts, and even send abandoned cart text messages, all in one app. Which means no more toggling back and forth, no more managing contacts across apps, Just a powerful connection between Privy's email, conversion, and SMS tools that lets you manage the entire customer experience all in one place. Plus, you can try Privy out for free today. Just head over to privy.com slash unofficial Shopify and you can sign up for your free 15-day trial. That's priv slash unofficial Shopify. If you'd like to help us spread the joy of entrepreneurship, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe. If you're listening on a smartphone, tap or swipe up over the cover art of this podcast. You'll find some episode notes, including links to sites we discussed, and maybe some details you missed. You'll also find offers from our sponsors, so please support our show by supporting them. And thank you. The unofficial Shopify podcast was recorded and hosted by me, Kurt Elster, produced by my business partner, Paul Rita, for our Shopify partner agency, EtherCycle. Check us out at EtherCycle.com. Thanks for listening.